A huge start to the 2021 season for not only NASCAR, but for one designer who helped bring that authentic look and feel to potentially millions around the world. This is Michael Carey for tobychristie.com, and I recently had the chance to talk with Mr. Harris Liu, also known as Liu Creative. Now, Harris has been a graphic designer for NASCAR for a number of years, and has taken on what could be his biggest project yet. A brand new comedy is coming to Netflix on February 15th called The Crew, which is starring Kevin James. Now, the series dives into the world of Bobby Spencer Racing, a fictional NASCAR team that gets a sudden change of ownership. Now, Harris played an important role in bringing that authentic look and feel of the sport to the streaming platform in a way that has not been done before with NASCAR. So what you've clicked on will tell you all about how Harris got linked up with one of the largest streaming platforms in the world. Plus, he shed some light on his plans for the 2021 season, which includes a change to his professional career. You're starting off 2021 in a big way. You had a hand in helping the uh, design aspect for Netflix's The Crew, starring Kevin James. How did that entire deal even start with you coming on board? So uh, Tim Clark at NASCAR in the NASCAR digital department, he's the director of digital and he's involved with a lot of the esports and the gaming. And uh, he really jumped in here with the crew with Kevin James. Um, and he's actually, I think he's got an ex executive producer credit. Um, but we've worked a lot together through my day job. Um, so when it came time for the people at the crew to need a car design and need help making their show look authentic to NASCAR as far as the trackside stuff goes, um, he referred me to them and, and kind of got me the gig as, as Lou Creative. Um, it wasn't something that would typically come through the NASCAR uh, request system. So I was able to do it myself and uh, in turn, you know, got my logo on the car and got to work with a bunch of people there to, to kind of show them the ropes, show them, you know, the process of how a NASCAR car gets designed and where the numbers go and, and you know, how to make their sponsors that they created look authentic in a uh, real way for a fictional show. So what are some of the responsibilities that you were tasked with when you were coming up with your designs? So they came to me with two fire suit designs um, that I, I believe Sparko had done. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure they were Sparko. And they came, with, came to me with two um, fictional brand logos. Other than that, they really had nothing set in stone. They had the Bobby Spencer Racing logo, which Netflix did. Um, and I was working with Anthony Bruno, who's the, the art director for the show. Um, and so when they came to me and, and you know, I kind of had a checklist of things in my mind that, you know, a car needs, like driver signature, number font, um, you know, a, a solid look for the team. The team colors were blue and orange. So, you know, how do we make a team scheme? How do we make that look? Um, and kind of even had Emily, because she's really good with uh, calligraphy, help me out on the driver's signature. So she spent a couple minutes on the iPad writing, writing out Jake Martin 
um, a couple different times in cursive. And then I took that and put it in Illustrator and edited it um, to kind of make a, a door rail and a, and a signature for, you know, a, a fire suit belt and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was kind of a process of showing them, you know, okay, this is what typically goes on a race car um, and taking the things that they had and expanding upon them to make a full team branding for this fictional Bobby Spencer racing team that'll be featured in the crew with Kevin James. So one of the race cars you actually designed, the fake stake number 74, uh, fans saw that on track at Michigan with Spire Motorsports. How did it feel for you to see your, I guess you can call it a fake paint scheme in a sense, get put on a real NASCAR track at a real race? And it was it was cool. It was really cool. I mean, I've worked with the folks at Spire before. I did the I think my first cup car design was the NASCAR mobile design. Once again, through Tim Clark for the Spire seventy seven. So it was the same car, just renumbered to the seventy four. Um, and getting to see that come to life and you know run those two races at Michigan back to back to get all the the shots for the show was really cool. Um, just seeing it go from you know the flat files on my computer last year to the show cars they have in the back uh, of the, the uh, race shop shots in the show to then seeing it really running around with Reed Sorsen behind the wheel um, and seeing all the Spire Motorsports crew, you know, decked out in the fake state gear. Um, it was really cool. And the, the idea behind that fake state car was um, to do a, a base scheme for Bobby Spencer racing with their orange and blue colors and white um, to simulate, you know, what would look like a last minute sponsor got thrown on the car uh, right before it hit the track, which happens a lot, you know, in NASCAR, you have a nice base scheme and you start the season with that and whatever sponsors come on, you know, you slap it over top of the good scheme you got, whether the colors match or not. Um, so that's a little bit of an insight on why the fake stake is green and gold and the base of the car is, is blue and orange. Um, so that was really cool to see and really fun to see it all come to life on track. So you just mentioned that your goal was to create a car that looked like it was kind of thrown together at the last minute. That's not typically what a designer does. A lot of times they're presented with a logo and perhaps a, you know, let's make it simple. Let's make it complex. How difficult was that for you to actually have to make a car that looked like it was thrown together when your design history is not like that at all? It was, it was a little bit of working backwards um, because, you know, I, I, started with the fake stake logo and made a scheme that perfectly matched it that you know it even like it's, it's in the it's in the, the junk pile of, of blue creative designs at this point but it had like the the uh mushroom on the hood the mushroom from the the, the bull's head on the hood um and kind of tied in all the green and gold and i sent that back to, to anthony and the, and the folks at the crew and they were like oh no wait we didn't explain this right like this is supposed to be the bobby spencer car that the logo is on. Um, so then, you know, kind of getting switching gears and going, all right, how would I design this car for Bobby Spencer racing with kind of similar elements to the car that I, I had previously done. Um, but how do I make this, you know, look like you could take these fake stake logos off and that would just be the Bobby Spencer racing car. Uh, so it, it was pretty cool, you know, getting to work backwards from, from a, an established scheme and kind of take it back to go, how do I make this look like something that we see in NASCAR a lot um, without, you know, having those real circumstances. So, you know, putting that cap on, getting in the mindset of the fictional designer that would have done it in the Cruise NASCAR universe. Um, so it, it was really cool getting to put that hat on and, and work backwards from there. Give me your list 
of what were you responsible for when it came to this show? Was it strictly just the car designs? Was it the race shop, the haulers? You know, give me your entire design portfolio for this show. So it started with the, the, the two car designs, um, which in, also included the number font, the driver's signature, um, and also figured out how to put all of NASCAR's premier and uh, official partners on the car in a, in a way to keep it clean and not look like modern contingency stickers, uh, which was a task in itself. And then taking those schemes and making pit box designs. Uh, so to my knowledge, the, the, the crew bought a couple of pit boxes, um, got them wrapped. And so I got to do pit box designs to match both of the cars. Um, and then, you know, all of my vector files from the numbers for both schemes to the signature to any logos that, that I made or, or modified got produced as set elements on the show. So behind, you know, in, in the trailer, behind some of the actors and actresses, you'll see uh, the signature, the driver's signature, the numbers, like a sign that they made. Um, I think they've done like fake wind banners and stuff that has some of my vector art on it. Um, so it's cool to see what they did with my files. They took them and then gave them to their art department and then helped expand the set to make it look more authentic. You were tasked with handling not just a paint scheme or you know a t-shirt designer merchandise like you're used to you were tasked with an entire team's identity how difficult was that and it's, it's it was weird i mean it's not anything that i haven't done before um you know just doing them one at a time it was kind of like you know i've done a driver logo i've helped the driver make a name rail i've done a number font i've done a car design i've done a pit box design but to have you know netflix come at me and and go we got all this, we've got these two logos and we need the full money and just being able to dive in and, and have that kind of creative freedom. And, and the fact that they, you know, trusted me and they, they asked questions and, you know, I feel like they did everything right to make sure that, that the crew looks authentic to NASCAR. And I can't wait to see it on the big screen. I mean, the, the last major time that anything NASCAR has been on the big screen, I think was Talladega Nights and, you know, we, we all know my hero, Sam Bass, got to do all of that. And um, talking to his wife after I landed the gig and, you know, sharing stories of what Sam went through when he was doing the Talladega Night stuff and, and how he got to come up with the Laughing Clown Malt Liquor Car and Wonder Bread and, you know, Perrier and Old Spice and like doing crew suits and uniforms and pit boxes. It's all like it's, it's pretty cool to be able to do some of the same things and, and bring NASCAR back to a, a screen and, and put it in front of a lot of people. Um, it's the small screen for me. It was the big screen for him. But, man, Netflix has a huge viewer base, especially right now when we're all sitting on the couch looking for stuff to watch. So just knowing the amount of eyes that are going to be on that and the kids that it can influence and, you know, the, the fans that it could bring into the sport, um, I'm, I'm really excited that, you know, this could be somebody's education into NASCAR. And seeing those cars that I've designed and everything like that, well, you know, it'll look familiar when they turn it on on Sunday and watch the real thing. Um, so I'm excited to see it all come to life for sure. Potentially, you're going to have millions of eyes looking at your work. And now for a typical NASCAR designer, that number only usually happens for, say, the Daytona 500 or the championship. This is Netflix, a worldwide conglomerate of a company. It's, uh, no, I don't think it has. Um, you know, a little bit of it set in when I, when I got a check in the mail that had Netflix on it. And I was like, man, I've been paying Netflix for like 
six, seven, eight years. And it's weird to get a check from them, but, <laughs> um, but man, yeah, it's, it's, it hasn't set in yet. And I don't think it will until it premieres on the, on the, uh, after the Daytona 500, but I'm ready to binge it. I don't know if I want to binge it. I don't know if I want to like, you know, watch an episode and enjoy it and savor it and like go back and look at all the stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be really cool. And I mean, my dad was a, a huge fan of King of Queens when it was on TV. I think if he finds it on TV now, he still will turn it on and watch it. Um, so growing up, you know, watching Kevin James every evening on the TV, um, it's really cool to, to have him standing in front of my stuff and wearing some stuff that I designed and, you know, being the crew chief for the fictional team that I helped create the look of. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, man, it's, I've, I've had to pinch myself a lot of times in this career. And, uh, this is just another one of those, like, I'm surprised I'm not completely purple at this point. Cause it's just one thing after another that I get to do that, that has made this career an awesome one. And I can't wait to see what's next. So something I always noticed in your illustrations and your paint schemes, you like to hide little Easter eggs in there sometimes. Like I remember seeing the Woo Creative logo on uh, the knockaround car. It was very, it was hidden very well, but you did it. Are there any Easter eggs fans can expect that you threw in there? Well, I mean, the, the Woo Creative logo is on the C pillar of, of the cars I designed. Um, and then, you know, they printed out some of the five point uh, angles to put on the wall in the, in the background. And my logo's on those too. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I got, they gave me, you know, permission to put my logo on the cars. So whenever you see uh, Jake Martin sliding in the window and look at that C pillar back there at the back of the car and you'll see the Lou Creative logo. Um, didn't really hide anything special or, or unique in these, um, but yeah, they definitely let me get my logo on there for sure. Where does this stand for you in terms of your career thus far? <sighs> probably the tippy top dude. I mean, it's Netflix. It's, uh, it's TV, it's Hollywood, you know? Um, so joking around my Mima the other day, I used to, as a kid, I would get on my tricycle. Um, we lived in the country, so everything was, wasn't paved. We had gravel driveways, but my Mima had a brick walkway from her front door to the driveway, which is probably like 20 feet long. And I used to put on my sunglasses on my tricycle and say, Mima, I'm going to Hollywood. And I would ride the tricycle to the end of the brick walkway and come back. And then I would say, I'm back from Hollywood. And she would clap. Um, so I called her the other day. I'm like, look, I literally, my logo went to Hollywood for real. <laughs> like it's going to be on TV this week. So, uh, so yeah, she doesn't have Netflix. So I'm going to have to go, uh, you know, show her on Netflix because she's still out in the country with no internet. And uh, I don't, I think it's past the point of her learning internet now, but I'm definitely going to have to go show her the show and, and, you know, my family's excited. It's like my dad, it's one of those things where you work and you, you get into it and you're just, you know, tunnel vision towards the, the end goal of getting the work done. And my, my parents are always like, can you slow down, like realize that this is cool as heck. Like, who else has, uh, who else has uh, stuff on Netflix? Who else has stuff in Urban Outfitters? And it's like, yes, you know, I have to sit and absorb that. And you know, my hometown newspaper is doing a story on me, which is weird. And it's like, yeah, okay, I'm really doing this stuff. And it gets to a point where you're just like working and it, you got to stop and, and take a minute. So, you know, for anybody out there doing stuff, no matter what the project is, try to stop and enjoy it. Because, um, you know, this stuff doesn't last forever. And if you don't enjoy it now, you might not get a chance to. So I'm definitely going to try to sit down and relax and cut everything off when the show premieres and uh, soak it all in. So I'm looking forward to it. 
So you mentioned Urban Outfitters, yeah. Netflix. It seems like 2021 for you is going off to a heck of a start. I mean, you're going right for the top now. What does 2021 look like for you personally? Um, another, probably the biggest decision I've ever made in my life. Um, I am parting ways with NASCAR. Um, I'm in my final week. So Friday when this is posted will be my final day of work at, at NASCAR at the mothership. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, Gary Bohannick from, uh, from Stuart Haas Racing call me and uh, say they were building a creative team and they needed some, some good folks. And over the last couple of weeks, we talked and, and you know, kind of put a deal together and I'll be moving to Stuart Haas Racing next Monday um, and be working with them for the foreseeable future. We're building a little creative team that'll be focused on social media, video content, um, hopefully a little bit of paint scheme work if, if there's an opportunity. Um, and kind of working in the marketing department at, at Stuart Haas Racing to land partners, to make the partners that we have shine and kind of take my skills to a more concentrated area and, and make Stuart Haas look the best as possible. So uh, with, with that being said, it was a very difficult decision to leave NASCAR. It's, it's been an absolute dream. It, it was the dream. It still is the dream. And I'm still in the sport. Um, but, you know, just wanted to send a huge thanks to my boss, Caroline Fogel, my previous boss, Richard Chatham, my coworker, Alex Brown. Um, and Dana Whippy, they've, uh, they've made me the designer you see today. Um, I came into NASCAR five years ago, you know, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and had no clue what I was doing. You know, I just knew that I loved NASCAR and, and working with the people that I've worked with in the sport have, you know, sharpened the, the knife that you see today and uh, helped me get to where I am. So, you know, without people like Tim Clark and Megan Malater and Brad Norman and Jonathan Merriman and all the folks that I've worked with in NASCAR, uh, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. So, um, it's been an awesome five years. I actually hit my five year this past Monday on the first. Um, and we just hired uh, John Palmieri, better known as Speed Visions. Um, so I, I think I'm leaving it in good hands because um, John's already in there. He's been in there two days now. It'll be, it'll be the end of his first week when this airs, but he's already getting his feet wet and uh, coming up with some cool stuff. So um, I'm on to bigger and, and better things for me, I hope. And, uh, but I'll still be around the sport making NASCAR and Stuart House racing look as good as I possibly can. From working with a NASCAR Cup Series champion with Bobby Labonte, a brand new job at Stuart Haas Racing, and working on a Netflix series, it's safe to say that Harris Wu is prepared for a banner year, both personally and professionally, and it's only February right now. Thanks for tuning into this broadcast, and be sure to keep your eye on tobychristie.com for the latest news, rumors, and exclusive content from inside the NASCAR garage.